0: Welcome to another episode of Big Day's Mumbai Cricket Podcast with Clayton Murzalow. My guest today is Raju Kulkarni, the former India fast bowler, Mumbai captain and until recently a member of the Mumbai Cricket Association's Cricket uh, Improvement Committee. Welcome to the show, Raju. Thank you. We'll start with something which you are in the news for uh, recently. Uh, The CIC, uh, Cricket Improvement Committee, which you were part of uh, recently. Uh, But it got dissolved by the MCA for some uh, reason. Uh, Can you elaborate on your angst uh, towards that decision? My
1: only thing is that when they appointed us, we had given them all the profiles, what we are doing, uh, what are our commitments, and they cleared us. uh, And we were appointed. For me, it was, uh, apart from my name and address, everything was a no-no-no, not associated, neither I am... uh, uh, have taken any assignment with any team? Nothing. I believe Lalu and um, Samir they had given what they are doing. In spite of that, they were appointed as uh, CIC members, and suddenly uh, the same uh, profile which never changed, uh, they felt that there is a conflict of interest now, and they dissolved it. According to me, this is a advisory committee where we are doing. We are offering our services to MCA. That is Mumbai Cricket Association. There is no remuneration. There is no honorium. We had offered ourselves to them. I mean, I take it as they didn't find me suitable. And that's why they dissolved the whole committee.
0: And you had no conflict of interest whatsoever?
1: Apart from my name, all the columns said no, 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 no. That means associated with the team. Your relative is playing in any form of cricket for Mumbai. Everything was a no, no, no. For 25 years, I have been completely out of cricket. Uh, I contributed as a selector. I was a member of CIC when CIC was formed in 2001 by our president. I served as a CIC member for eight years. Then uh, after that, they got me back uh, for two years. Uh, That was a year back. And uh, this committee asked me, I think I'm perhaps the only cricketer who has got no conflict of interest.
0: Has this saddened you a great deal? Because firstly, it's not the ideal way to treat a former Mumbai captain. And secondly, it doesn't give transparency a good name at all. No, no, not at all. Because I thought
1: that I should contribute to Mumbai cricket uh, as an experienced campaign in practically every field. I just take it as they don't want my services free of cost. So it's okay with me. I mean, mm-hmm. if I was doing a business, if I, was, if I was getting paid, then I will take it as a, a kind of uh, dissolve the committees, sacked or whatever. But here, there was no question of that. And the reason they gave me was that uh, three out of two members had a conflict of interest, which was given to them. It never changed in those two months. And so majority of the members were uh, in conflict. That's why they dissolved the whole committee. And then they appointed the committee the next day. I feel that MCA didn't uh, follow the uh, protocol. They didn't follow the constitution. I take it as I'm offering my services free of course. And they, they don't find me suitable to take my advice.
0: Uh, Raju, let me take back to your growing up years. How was the MCA administration then? Uh, can you reflect on a striking point of those uh, days?
1: I made my debut under Ashok Mankar. But uh, the captain, was, captain of Mumbai was Sunil Gavaskar. And they all were away in the West Indies uh, in 1982-83. Uh, we had a great team. But what I remember about MCA all my life is there was one personality in MCA, maybe more than that. But uh, the the one personality as a secretary of the MCA, you know, a president of the MCA, vice president of the MCA, you know, there's always a one personality. Even they have not played cricket, they want Mumbai to do well so badly. I mean, uh, just to give you an example, our president, then president was uh, Mr. Van He used to always come to the ground when we were practicing practically every day. And uh, his ritual was that he will get out of the car and directly come to the pitch. Then he would come to the to the next practice, and he will make sure that he talks to everybody. I mean, he's pulling somebody's cheek, he's uh, patting somebody's back. You know, that gave us a, a confidence. That gave us a a kind of a aspiration to do well for Mumbai. And that culture was different. Then you are talking about uh, the secretaries, uh, Mr. Prabhu Desai. You are talking about the secretaries, Mr. Uh, you know, you're talking about uh, Professor Ratna Karshetti. I mean, they have made you feel that uh, it's a do and die situation. I mean, I remember Bal Mahadarkar used to come and say as a secretary that please do well. Otherwise, I will get a heart attack, you know. I mean, these are the kind of things which, which matter to uh, us that time. And uh, Mumbai culture was different. I mean, even if you lose, it's okay. But uh, you have to give your best. So, I think that thing is missing. I mean, this MCA is absolutely we You have nobody to take care of Mumbai coming back to as a CIC. We were uh, told to do something which was out of practice. You know, like people who have not applied for a post to appoint them. And I said, it's an advisory body. Whatever shortlist, the MCA shortlist, the candidates, we will appoint from there. We are not going to go okay. and ask because that is beyond our point. Mm-hmm. So, as a... I mean, coming just to prove the point that there were some great personalities in MCA, apart from cricket as administrators, this is missing. And that is why I can see the difference between our time and this time. Uh,
0: don't you feel, Raju, being uh, a premier association in the country, uh, the MCA should be leading the way in terms of administration, apart from playing, which we are not. And other associations, uh, which are quite younger to us, have uh, you know rarely progressed and it's showing in their cricket.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, see, the point is that uh, what I feel is that the board is helping, BCCI is helping all the cricket associations. And uh, smaller associations are making uh, the best use of whatever facilities, whatever equipment, whatever whatever financial assistance, they are getting it from the BCCI. And so, the aspiration is quite high there. I mean, you look at the facilities, at Karnataka. You look at the facilities at Saurashtra. You look at the facilities at Gujarat. I mean, I remember when we were playing cricket, uh, Bombay had such a, Mumbai had such a strong team that uh, Gujarat and Saurashtra didn't matter. I mean, it was just a formality mm. because they were in the west zone. They would come and play with us. And actually, when they are playing, they were in awe of Mumbai cricket. People used to say that... Uh, they got out in the dressing room. They just gave their wicket on the pitch, you know. So, that was a kind of a saying uh, mm-hmm. these Gujarat people and Saurashtra people used to say. But look at today. I mean, every year, the last four teams include Saurashtra and Gujarat. So, that's, yeah. a, that's a great achievement, you know. For And apart from that, Mumbai has gone down and they have come up. So, this competition is always going to be there somehow uh, mumbai cricketers the young cricketers are cheesed off with whatever is happening and they ha- they are losing that ambition and aspiration to be a mumbai player uh, and uh, you know that is where i think mumbai cricket is suffering and i feel very
0: sad about it uh, it's quite shocking and uh, for someone uh, uh, like you who has started you know when uh, mumbai were in a blaze of glory as it were is this unbelievable of course it is shocking
1: yeah, it is unbearable. I mean, uh, you blame IPL and you blame other things. But the thing is that if the players are not motivated, if the players don't feel that they have to give back to Mumbai cricket, the way Mumbai cricket is happening is there is no coordination. So it is the job of Mumbai Cricket Association's administration or a, a Apex Council to make somebody feel important. I mean, uh, in any field, not only in cricket, if you are made feel important, then you are going to give your 110%. And that is what Mumbai cricketers did in the past, which is lack, completely lacking in this, uh, in this lot.
0: Considering the pre pandemic days, uh, it was quite clear that club cricket uh, was in shambles. Uh, club cricket was uh, the heart of Mumbai cricket and you are also part of it. How do you see that?
1: See, uh, that this pandemic is completely uh, unprecedented. There were rules and regulations of uh, the governments, the central government, the Maharashtra government. So I don't want to get into that, the experience, what it was, how deadly it was. So cricket suffered. I'll tell you a story that as a CIC member, we wrote to MCA many times. I mean, this is nothing to do with CIC and this is no grudge against them. Hmm. But but when when we realized that uh, the administrators are not bothered the, about the CIC and whatever. Then I wrote to them a letter as a cricketer and as an ex-Mumbai captain saying that don't waste this time. Even if you can't get on the ground, the biggest problem Mumbai cricket is facing is the mental problem. So you start working on it. You know, you can work on it. The BCI is giving you money. So maybe don't appoint the full strength coaches and this and that. But make a committee or give uh, people coaches and start uh, having conferences, which everybody did. I mean, uh, look at Chandu. Chandu is there uh, in MP last June, July. I mean, in the middle of the pandemic, all this Baroda and, and MPs, and they were, they all had started their practice in a, in a way adhering to the rules and regulations of the government. So why couldn't MC do it? I mean, uh, you know, you have conferences, you have mental strengthening, you have uh, cricket, uh, you know, legendary cricketers, lectures, psychiatrists, uh, lectures, whatever. I mean, just give them and make them feel that they have to give their best to Mumbai cricket. But we we made a mess out of it. We started cricketing activities ten days before uh, the Mustakali, I think, the 2020s, and it was all a mess, absolutely a
0: mess. Coming back to uh, better days, rather. Uh, how did you start off, uh, Raju? I believe that you were uh, you were a product of uh, a State Bank pace uh, bowling scheme.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I gave all the credit to the State Bank fast bowler scheme. Because uh, when I was in school, I used to be a bowler and a batsman. Uh, I was captain of my team uh, Balmon Vidya Mandir. But I had a kind of no direction. I didn't know what I was going to do, whether I was going to concentrate on batting or bowling. But this State Bank of uh, uh, India fast bowling scheme, where uh, uh, Vasan Amladi was a coach, I, and I feel that he was one of the best or maybe the best coaches I've ever come across. Uh, there was a, uh, there was Mr. Telang, who was an Olympian. He was involved in physical training of the type, And there, we got to know what we have to concentrate we came to know what are our strengths and what are our weaknesses. And there I can I could make up my mind that I want to be a fast bowler. Uh, Mr. Amladi helped me so much to kind of come to a point where he would teach us something and he would say, ask me why I'm telling you this. And he's always used to say, ask me why. And that helped us a lot. And uh, it really, really, uh, I could make made up my mind that I have some talent. And I should concentrate on my bowling.
0: You were part of this Rajasthan uh, Sports Club uh, team? Yes, I was. And they won the championship in uh, in Kanga League in 1979.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Easily they won the… I think that time, Ballu was in tremendous form. Four or five matches before Kanga League ended. We were so ahead of uh, every other team. That uh, we were declared winners, you know. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoyed watching these uh, senior players playing because i think i was only 17 18 that time but uh, what i i mean I played only for one year for rajasthan because i felt that i should be playing than watching the the senior players so mm-hmm. then i shifted to shivaji park uh, youngsters youngsters uh,
0: you had a very good administrator there sharath kutni is the former journalist also
1: absolutely yes kutni sir was again the one of the administrators who would make you feel that whichever team you are playing, like we are playing for Shivaji Park Youngsters, I mean we are playing to win, and we have to give our best, and that is how this uh, this approach towards cricket, approach towards individual teams, were was imbibed in us, you know, and uh, you know Chandu was playing for us, and the Patil was playing for for Shivaji Park Youngsters. So we won few tournaments, but that that is that was the best learning in my life.
0: Uh, By the age of 20, you were playing for Bombay in the Ranji Trophy in Uh, Mm 82-83. Do you remember uh, how you got a call?
1: I was performing very well at all the levels. Uh, Luckily, I was playing for We were We were playing, participating in a lot of tough tournaments in India. Like Mohin Abdullah, like this uh, Shastri tournament, LAL BADU Shastri tournament in Ilabad. You know, we were going and playing uh, many, many tournaments. That's what Ashok Mankat believed in. And uh, there he saw me performing, he saw me batting. He saw a lot of talent in me. You know, in Mafatlal's, I replaced the great Eknak Sulker. That time I remember that in that uh, in Ilabad, he said nobody can take the, their position for granted, even if he's a test player. And he made me play against. Uh, that was my first match against Syndicate Bank, who had Shyulal Yadav and the great Chandrasekhar and a you know, lot of top top uh, Raburam Bed. And I think I scored some brilliant 80-90 runs in that. So, uh, you know, in the time shield I played and then I was a permanent member of the Muffet And that, that got me into uh, the Mumbai team.
0: Uh, and Ashok was leading Mumbai then? That's right. I think yeah, that's was, that was his last... Uh, yeah, there were 4-5 uh, players were playing yeah. for India. So. Uh, so, you got a 5 in your second game?
1: I got a 5 against Saurashtra at Jamakal, yes. I played against. I made my debut against Gujarat, where I think I got three wickets or something. Then um, at that time the Ranji Trophy were only three three day matches. Uh, it was played with Samrat balls, so uh, it was such a hard ball that nobody wanted to catch in the slips, so that they will uh, they will get an injury because it was such a hard ball. And the b- ball would do something for first five seven overs, and then after that it would just be a a kind of a a brick. You know, you are th- trying to throw nothing would happen it would not swing it would not uh, seem nothing would happen but that was a real art of uh, bowling uh,
0: now your real high point in ranji trophy was the 8 for 111 uh, against delhi can you just describe that game for us
1: uh, because i think uh, after that i played uh, one orissa game where i got some seven wickets four and three yeah. in the match and then we were playing against delhi and again you know ashok mankar motivated us so much you know, every time he would come to me and say, give me one wicket, you know, give me uh, Kirpi Azad, give me Surinder Khanna, give me Raman Lamba. And I'm going giving you only three three overs, give me one wicket, you know. And that's how I realized that ultimately I finished with eight wickets. And apart from that, apart from bowling some 30-40 overs, I don't remember exactly. uh, We were dead tired and we were getting into the finals in a few days. But uh, when we came in, and I think uh, Kaka said that uh, we have to give them follow-on because we have to show them what Mumbai team is. And again, we went to fail. So, that kind of uh, attitude we had, you know. Otherwise, anybody anybody would have said that now we are uh, tired. We've we it for 100 overs. So, let's relax. And on the fifth, uh, fourth day, uh, you know, what is the use of uh, getting tired? Because we have a Trophy finals. But he said, no. Against Delhi, we have to give them follow-on. I'm not going to miss this opportunity so this is how our
0: attitude was and you all were playing at the kotla how was the kotla wicket
1: absolutely flat absolutely flat i mean okay. uh, he he mastered he marshaled the attack so much a limited resources somebody is playing his third or fourth game uh, completely deprived of uh, the test style, the real test style. and uh, i mean that was a mastery act, actually a masterstroke by by the captain
0: You're listening to
1: the Mumbai Cricket Podcast with Clayton Muzello.
0: Final against Karnataka uh, was a heartbreak. The high-scoring game and uh, Mumbai just missed out on a few runs uh, for the first innings lead.
1: We lost because of the overrate. We had scored some 546 and um, I think Vijay Krishna somebody he had to be just there for another 2-3 overs and they would win. Because we were way behind the overhead. Because I think that time the rules said that uh, run rate multiplied by two. And I think in that match also I got five wickets if I'm not uh, I think five.
0: Yes, yeah. you got,
1: yeah. Yeah. I got five wickets in the in the final. So I had to I had to bowl a lot of overs, many overs. And I think there we got a little behind the rate Because that was steep, I think fifteen overs uh, an hour. And uh, it was a real, real hard break. Uh, we played so well in the match.
0: There's another Ranji Trophy final which uh, could have been more memorable for you. Uh, the 84-85 one, uh, which Mumbai won. And again, uh, Delhi, that strong opponent. Can you tell me about uh, something uh, of the Delhi attitude? One of the players uh, said uh, loudly that you know, you should polish the trophy so that Delhi can take it home.
1: The thing is that the attitude of the Mumbai team that time is we never give up. Even till the last ball is bowled, I mean, we were kind of trained to have that approach. Uh, in the first innings, I got five wickets. But uh, Ajay Sharma and Maninder Singh had a partnership. And somehow, they overtook us. Because we were only 340-50. And they are absolute yeah. stars. sorcery team. Chetan Chauhan, Madan Lal, Kirti Azad. They had, Guru yeah. Sharan Singh. They are a very, very good team. And somehow, on the third day, it was... I mean, uh, out of five days... Three and a half days we were, we were, uh, you know, Under we lost the first inning. Yeah. So uh, on the fourth day we, uh, we I think we got runs and we declared. Mm. And uh, fourth day as we were uh, passing the dressing room of the Delhi team, Ravi and myself we were Ravi Shastri and myself we were uh, going in the same car. So uh, Kirti Azad he shouted from his seat saying Ravi trophy uh, polish village, karke rakna. We have to take it back home. Then we realized that a lot of officials from uh, Delhi have come to receive the trophy. You know, to, to participate in the celebration. And I remember as we were walking in Ravi's car, he said, you know, We are we are not going to give it easily. Then came the fifth day and Ravi was so motivated. The wicket was turning. And I remember uh, Sunny, was, Sunny couldn't come on the ground. So yeah. Sandeep Ravi was the captain. He bowled... I mean, the attitude of the players were like, uh, you know, absolutely maniacs. We had only one thing to do was to put a point. There was a fight between Chandu and Kirti Azad. There was a fight, you know, it was, it was actually a boiling atmosphere on the pitch. And Ravi bowled a magnificent spell. He got eight wickets. Ravi had the courtesy to go back to their dressing room and say, Kirti, we polished the trophy, but we'll keep it this time. <laughs> <laughs> So that kind typical, of typical Shastri, isn't it? Yeah, typical Shastri. He went there. He went there and he said, I remember, not from the front gate because we had the same showers for both the dressing rooms together. So, he yeah. he just peeped into their dressing room and said, hey, uh, I did tha?" but uh, we will keep it to ourselves.
0: I know you played a one-dayer against West Indies in 83-84. Uh, but your test debut came uh, at home at the Wankadee Stadium in 86-87 against the Australians. Uh, were you part of the squad for the full series? Uh, I mean, did you uh, witness the tight test in Madras?
1: Uh, yeah, I was part of the team in Madras. And then after that, we were playing in Delhi. So, I think uh, it was going to be a turning track. So, I was dropped for the second test match. Though I didn't play the tight test match. But I was dropped and they yeah. I did one more spin out. And I think that match was completely washed out. I think only two three days. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, then we came to Delhi. Uh, to came to Mumbai. And uh, I went to bowl to the Indian team. I think I remember, I think Hanuman Singh was the uh, the chairman of the selection committee. And he just came and he said, there are some uh, fitness issues with Chetan and Roger. So, Roger Bini. So, he said that maybe you uh, will be playing this test match. And I was surprised. I said, yeah. uh, am I going to play this test match? He said, yeah, maybe because uh, they are not well. Uh, they have some, uh, both had some problems and even Kapil had some back trouble. I think Polly Kaka, Polly Umrigar called me up at night and he says, uh, don't come for the net practice, come very early. I just uh, went for practice. You know, I thought he's calling me at 8 o'clock because I have to go and practice with the team. At 8 o'clock, I went to the ground. I was bowling my heart out and um, to the Indian player. And suddenly, Hanuman Singh appeared and he said, I think you should stop because you're playing this match, you know, playing this test match. And I was shocked. I had no clothes. I had just one cricket uh, uh, shirt and a trouser. And I went to the I went to the dressing room. And I saw Kapil going out for the for the toss. And he came in after the toss. And he says, "Guys, we are fielding. We were fielding." So uh, he said, "Raju, you are playing the match." Mm-hmm. So as we went on the ground, I was completely shocked because it happened only in half an hour. First thing he said is, "Which end would you like to start the match?" And here. I was oh. doing the test. I, I was opening the test match, where I was not in the team, and um, it started like that, you know. So I mean, sometimes I feel that it was better because I had no idea because I experienced these sleepless nights before any important matches. So I didn't have anything. I was at home, and then uh, my father came and gave me the clothes, the, the spare clothes, cricketing clothes. End of the match, I was. Uh, I, I went with the team to the Taj, and I was saying there. I had no clothes, so I was just <laughs> sitting there and my father came and gave the, the spare clothes.
0: Uh, were you happy uh, with what you did on your test debut, three wickets?
1: Yeah, I was very happy because, uh, first of all, it was a tension-free match for me. And uh, I think I bowled well. I should have got more. I mean, I always, uh, the only regret is that after taking that three wickets, or somebody got out. Dean Jones came. And Dean Jones had scored 200 runs in the Madras test match. And he was in tremendous form. So, Indian team was charged up. I think Ravi or Kapil was, uh, you know, at mid-off and mid on They were encouraging me. And uh, I feel that uh, I bowled a Yorker. And uh, Dean Jones De- 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 De was plumb. Absolutely plumb. Because usually, uh, when you bowl a, a Yorker and it, it goes to the third man, usually, it is like either you are bold or you are plumb. And there was a lot of fight between Umpire uh, Ganguly and Ravi and they abused him and all this thing. But I felt that he was plump. And that
0: is my only regret,
1: you know, that somebody who has scored a double hand uh, I think first or second ball, he was plump, but he was not given out. Uh,
0: that game was drawn and uh, there were three centurions uh, in that uh, uh, India innings. Uh, all uh, Bombay guys, Gavaskar, Vengsarkar, and Shastri. Uh, and then uh, there was a challenge for you in the form of Pakistan. What did you observe of uh, Imran Khan? Did you uh, go out of your way to observe how he led the team?
1: Imran was absolutely a motivator. That is the first thing I noticed. Second thing is that his players are the best. I mean, he would always say, Wasim Akram is by far the best fast bowler in the world. He would say, uh, for batsman, uh, Eja Zamad is, is one of the, he's going to be the best batsman. He would say, uh, Javed Niyandad is legendary. You know, because so what happened was, I was there for all these five test matches with the team. And I could observe how Imran motivates his team. Uh, he keeps on talking to youngsters, you know all these things. I have, I saw it with my own eyes, and then uh, I remember that uh, we, because we never met up, so I think we were playing some uh, festival game at Patna, and it was just in the middle of the series. So we went to play there, and our flight was delayed by two three hours, and I told Azhar that please talk to Imran and say that you know can you talk to me about some fast bowling tips or whatever, you know, about cricket. And then I realized that uh, for three hours, he was talking to me about cricket. He was talking to me about fast bowling. He was talking to me about personal life. He was talking to me about motivation. It was out of the world, you know. He was telling us from how to bowl fast. He was telling us what not to change. He was telling us what to adopt. He was telling us how to get into the match. And apart from that, he was telling us don't get married. Because this is the time you have to give you 110% on the ground. You know, he was, he was, he covered everything in this three hours. And it was really, really useful to me.
0: At the end of it all, uh, did you feel like, uh, like many of us, that you deserve to play much more than three tests and maybe 10 one dayers?
1: I think so. I mean, uh, uh, when I made my debut, which was quite an impressive uh, debut, I feel. I mean, I bowled well apart from that. And I was the only fast bowler among five fast bowlers playing in the team. Both the teams. I was the only one to get wickets. Otherwise, McDermott, Bruce Reed, and Kapil. Nobody got a, even a wicket in that match. And again, I was dropped from the team. From the Sri Lankan uh, uh, series. Uh, Sri Lanka came into Mumbai. The next test match, I was dropped. Arun played that test match. Uh, B. Arun. Bharat Arun, uh, yeah. yeah. Bharat Arun in Sanpur. So, I was little, see, what happens is this kind of things make you very disheartened. And I always have one regret. I always think I'm a very positive person and always feel that maybe I was not good enough to play test cricket for longer time. That is fine. But only thing is, I could have got my chances in a row. Not, you know, one today and one after one year. And that is the only regret I have because after the Sri Lankan series, when Pakistan came to India, I played the first Test match against uh, Pakistan in Chennai, Madras. Yes, and that that Test match in the second again I started bowling. I opened the India attack, and in the first second or first second over, I don't remember, I got Shoaib Mohammad out, you know, behind the wicket. So oh. uh, I think he even took the catch, and I bowled a five-over spell. Next spell was two-over spell with the second new ball. Again in the second innings. We had one day and to get Pakistan out, I bowled 5 overs spell where I got Ramiz Raja out in the gully. And again, there was no bowling. So, in total, 200 uh, overs uh, bowled by Indian uh, bowlers in that match. I bowled only 12 overs. And then I played the Calcutta test match completely out of place, you know. And then, um, I mean, this was my regret that if I had got chances continuously and if if I was proved that I was not good enough for Test cricket, I would have been absolutely fine. But still, no regrets because I changed course of the of my life. I mean, whatever I did, I did my best, and this was my approach towards or towards life.
0: Ten years after you made your debut for Bombay, you became Mumbai captain. I I can't think of a regular captain uh, being a bowler before that. So effectively, you could have been uh, you know Mumbai's first uh, fast bowling captain. Uh, How did you accept that responsibility?
1: Uh, Hanuman Singh was the coach. I was a senior player in the team. And somehow we had that, we were in the same wavelength as uh, Hanuman Singh. Again, he was so involved in Mumbai cricket because that was his second year. When I was playing as a Mumbai captain, I didn't feel much. But I remember there was a function, Sunny Gavaskar's function, PMG's function, where we took a photograph as Mumbai cricketers. And then they said only Mumbai captain. Some people were sitting there and. We were standing behind. And when I saw those 10-12 players, uh, including Sunil Gavaskar, Rajit Wadekar, Polly Kaka, you know, and I re- I really realized that I should feel proud about them. So, because at least I am standing in their, uh, in their, in their company, you know. Uh,
0: what happened after the quarterfinal? final uh, Bombay-Bihar quarter-final? You didn't play first-class cricket after that?
1: Yeah, because uh, Sanjay came back into the team. Yes. And Sanjay was, uh, for Sanjay was Made to be the captain. And then we went to Kanpur. And uh, I think uh, the, the whole match was washed out. So, yeah. basically, we lost on toss. So, Sanjay and uh, Uttar Pradesh captain went to the ground and they tossed. And we lost the game.
0: So, you you were not part of the uh, 11 uh, for the Uttar Pradesh game?
1: No, I was not part of it. Yeah. After that match, I thought that uh, I leave things at the best. That's what I always believed in. And I thought this was my chance to leave cricket because my only aspiration was to play for uh, for India, which I thought that it was not there anymore. And uh, there were a lot of young uh, Mumbai fast bowlers like Paras and Abby and they all were coming up. Yeah. So, I thought uh, instead of playing for some other uh, state, like many Mumbai cricketers have done, I had a standing offer from uh, Maharaj of Gwalev, uh Mr. Sindhya. But I didn't. When you play for Mumbai, I didn't feel like playing for any other state.
0: You branched out uh, into the business sphere, uh, the uh, attire uh, sphere. How did you make that decision to get into business?
1: I always had that business uh, kind of acumen, and I always felt that uh, I have to do something after cricket because I had seen a lot of cricketers that time that they were not doing well after cricket. That's one. Second thing is I have always see, see, seen cricketers and we are talking about 30 years back that uh, what we get from cricket is a, one good job and by the time we leave cricket we are of no use because we have never worked and then cricketers are compelled to just go to the office and do nothing. That's one. And second thing is many cricketers I have seen that they, are, they were still basking in the old glory which was not good. I mean which was not good for any individual that you retire at the age of 34, 35, 36 and then you are basking in the old glory and you have another you know, 25 years in terms of six, uh, retirement age. But you can still do uh, you know, 25, 30 years of good service, do something in life. So that time I decided that I must do something where even after cricket, I will have a career. So basically, I couldn't see myself having a career in Tata's after playing for 12 years in Tata's. For Tata, strong Tata sports club team. I couldn't see myself going to the office and working 9 to 5 job. Then I decided to start something on my own. And this is how I got into a sports shop, sports goods business first. And then I realized there is a dearth of manufacturers in sportswear. So I we started a manufacturing unit. Slowly, every one or two years, we were expanding. And with the grace of God, I was kind of successful in, in my business venture.
0: There have been quite a few cricketers in the history of the game who have uh, set up sports shops and have actually gone and sat behind the counter. Even used to be there sometimes at Raju sports uh, shop at Shivaji Park. Uh, What was the experience like?
1: First thing I can tell you is that doing business is very, very difficult. One, what qualities you require as a cricketer, it is exactly the opposite qualities you require for, for doing business. So, I found it very difficult to do business. But my father used to always say that, come to the shop sometimes, sit there, but don't come regularly. That is what my father used to say because Correct. you don't have the temperament to be a businessman. You can be in the back office and you don't have to be in the shop. And this is how, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a great experience that people come, people recognize you, people talk about cricket. They take advice from you because, you know, that time I had just retired from cricket. Or I was playing cricket, I think. I think when I started my business in 1990, I was still playing cricket. So, I mean, I enjoyed doing something with my love of my life, which is cricket. You're
0: listening to the Mumbai Cricket Podcast with Clayton Muzzello. Tell us about the time when Tendulkar came to the Bombay Nets without a helmet.
1: Let me tell you that when we saw Sachin, forget about his uh, heroics in the, at the school level. We know that this boy is something different. Uh, so, and, and apart from that, I would say that we saw Vinod Kamri also. And they both were completely different. The talent Sachin had and Vinod had was something exceptional. Vinod was still not in the Mumbai team, but I can tell you that... Uh, Sachin's first match was against Maharashtra. I mean, he came into the team as a 16-year-old. And we were playing at Aurangabad. The way he was batting, especially to me and other fast bowlers and the Ranji Trophy bowlers, I mean, we could see that he's got a lot of time and, you know, it's completely different. And I remember that we had gone in the evening for a function. And there, Dilip, Vengsakas, Ravi Shastri, Chandu and myself, we were talking about, I think this boy is going to play 200 one-day internationals. And then Dilip said, forget about 200. At that time, he will, if he plays for 15, 20 years, I mean, you're talking about somebody who not even played Ranji trophy. And he, we are talking about saying he'll play 20 years for, for India. And he, uh, Ravi said, I think 300. And he said, uh, 100 test matches and 300. Mark my words, he will play 100 test matches for India and 300 more. I mean, look at, look at the way the legend, Mumbai legends were talking about a 16-year-old. This is the kind of uh, Sachin, the aura Sachin came up even at that young age into the Mumbai team. The
0: next session uh, which you had with him, he was battling against you without a helmet.
1: Sachin has told this story many, many times. He has also explained that it was not arrogant, but it was uh, basically he didn't have a helmet. He was not wearing a helmet, but I I never thought that I could hit him on the head because he had so much of time. I mean, I was surprised that somebody who is coming at the age of 16, uh, playing the first match, and he's—I mean, I was a premier uh, Mumbai bowler that time, reasonably quick—and he's come and he's playing with, to me, with so much of confidence, you know. And I think in that, in that particular net practice, I mean, Sunil Gavaskar has also uh, narrated this, saying that he came to see him. I think somebody had called him to see what Sachin Tendulkar, and he says I was watching him batting from the dressing room, so he doesn't disturb him uh, standing behind the oh. net because he might get, uh, you know, a little upset or whatever. He has given, saying that he saw me bowling. So much of he was handling that pace was remarkable. Actually, knowing Sachin, I never felt that this was arrogant because he's such a, uh, you know, he's with so much of humanity and so much down-to-earth person right from that age that we never felt that he, whatever he is doing, is because of uh, because he feels that oh, what is space, you know, I can handle it. And that time, if you remember the that that helmet was just coming into cricket. Opening batsman used to wear helmet, and uh, when the new ball was taken, the batsman would helmet sometimes. But we yeah. had always seen Sunil Gavaskar and the Vivian Richards and so many cricketers with playing without helmet. So helmet was not part of your equipment. Uh,
0: he he told me the fact was that uh, you know I. Uh... Uh, Raju may have felt that, look at this kid, I am facing him without a helmet. But the fact is that I did not have a helmet. He he told me this.
1: Yes, absolutely. Uh,
0: Another uh, interesting story which I want you to relate is uh, when you are actually uh, slapped in league cricket by uh, a wife of uh, a cricketer.
1: I was playing league cricket in in Scotland and um, we had to win that match. to to be champions. Again, everybody was charged up. I was charged up and I was uh, bowling some bouncers to to that man. And uh, one got hit him on the head. We we went to him uh, to ask him how he was, you know. Earlier, he had also got hit on his chest and, uh, you know, a few balls on his uh, fingers and all these things. As we were asking him, we saw a lady running absolutely like a sprinter towards the, the pitch. And she came and he says, I have been watching you. You are doing all the time to my husband. if she slapped me. I mean, actually, it was not a slap, slap. But she tried to slap me. And then somebody uh-huh. came and stopped her and everything. But she was sent back. And all the while, as she was going back to her to a place, she was abusing me, saying that this man is all is doing this for the last half an hour. And this is not done. And this and that. My husband is just a human being and all this things. So, I think it came on the BBC. And what had happened was that, Uh, Sandeep Patil who was playing in Scotland. His club president was very uh, he was very he was a photographer and very cricket oriented uh, person. So, that particular match he had come to to take my photographs and he has got everything live on his camera and then he gave it to BBC which was I think shown on BBC uh, News that time.
0: The whole incident is it?
1: The whole incident because he had a sequence of photographs Live I mean she was running, so he took her photograph and I it was it right. I and mean, that was that was fun, but uh, that was a very 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 different experience that somebody's trying to slap you
0: so you spent uh, quite a few summers playing in England and Scotland.
1: I played three summers in uh, Scotland, but totally I think I played uh, fourteen years of professional cricket sponsored by muffatlas who was who was my I worked for Muffat at the age of eighteen, and they sponsored me to go and play in England a league cricket. So, uh, during the monsoons, I can be in touch with the game. I can sort out few mistakes which I have adopted. You know, it was a good thing that you can correct yourself. You can be physically fit. You can play matches uh, practically three, four times a week. So, for any young cricketer, that was uh, was a very good thing.
0: Uh, But you used to miss out on the initial part of the Kanga League. Yes, I, I did. Of course, I did.
1: Uh, But, you know, the 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 point was that the cricket season is from 15th of April to 15th of September. To miss the monsoon and go there and work out uh, on your uh, cricketing aspects, physical aspects, mental aspects. What happened was club cricket is, I would say, is very, very difficult because, uh, you know, you're a professional. So, when you're playing in each and every match, they expect you to bat, they expect you to bowl, and they expect you to win matches for the club. So, that kind of expectations a club has in each and every match. So, for a cricketer, it is very difficult to, to give, uh, to perform 100%, you know, in every, each and every match. Yeah. So, then, if you don't perform well, then the club chairman will come and he will tell you stories about what happened 40-50 years back and how he was the captain and how he used to bowl. I mean, it's a very so, learning experience for a, for a youngster. That every match, you have to get 5 wickets, you have to score 50 runs. I mean, I remember, uh, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, we used, they, when there, there's a bank holiday, we used to play three matches on Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And many times I have bowled TO's match. So I could bowl 75 overs. I've bowled 70 overs in that, in those three days, you know. So very demanding and very, very, very uh, performance oriented, uh, this team saw. So uh, I played 14 years. Uh, I played in Yorkshire. I played in Lancashire. So, it was a great experience, learning experience for a youngster. And uh, once you take that uh, contract, then you could only leave uh, on the 15th of September. Maybe they will allow you to leave uh, one or two weeks before if the club doesn't stand a chance to be winner or runners-up or whatever. Otherwise, you have to stay
0: there. Uh, so, actually, it works very well because uh, you're back in India uh, at a time when the Kanga League is just getting over. And when the team actually you know really needs their top players. So, uh, so it worked very well I, I guess
1: it is very good i mean uh, that experience is very good then uh, as i said you can work on a lot of things because there are many days where you don't have a match you don't have a practice club practice so you can actually you can use the club facilities go there i mean they give you a house they give you a car so you can move around you can go to the club you can go to the gym you know you can you can really work on your weaknesses that yeah. time. that's the best part about this you know they give you a net they give you a I mean you can work on your own also on any weaknesses you have so and then you come back and play Kangalik, which is a similar track but wet pitches and everything so uh, that makes a lot of difference and Kangalik is I think the best tournament was the best tournament for Mumbai cricket somehow it has been it has been messed up Uh
0: Raju you were in England in 86 when uh, India were beating uh, England And uh, there's a story about you coming uh, for the uh, net practice of the Indian team. And then uh, being dropped uh, home by Kapil Dev. Tell us about that.
1: In 86, I was not in the team. I was playing, again, league cricket in Yorkshire. And uh, the Indian team was playing at, uh, I think they were playing at Scarborough or somewhere in Yorkshire. Okay. They had a match against... Yorkshire. And the, I went on the second last day, saw the match. I went on the last day, saw the match. And as I was leaving, um, one of my friends from Dubai, he was there also to watch the matches. So he said, uh, I will drop you back, you know, to, to Yorkshire because I was also in Yorkshire. Mm-hmm. So he said, I will drop you back. Uh, I'm taking Kapilpaji and Rumi to London. So I'm also going to London. So I'm taking with them. We will drop you and we'll come back. So then we went to, uh, he came to drop me by the time, I think it was one, one and a half years, hours, two hours uh, drive. So by the time, we had traveling after the match. So we reached home, my home, they were dropping. And uh, Rumi asked me whether uh, Raju will have something to eat. So I said, I won't because I'm, first of all, I can't cook. And I'm a, a kind of living on my own. Whatever it is, I mean, uh, she said, even bread is fine, you know. I, and she said, don't worry, I'll make a toast. We all went in. Rumi was making toast. Kapil was helping her. Uh he was making tea and all this thing was happening in my house and suddenly my club friend came he knocked at the door and he said are you back so I said yeah come in so he came in Kapil came out with a cup of tea and whatever and he saw Kapil there, and he just sat on the sofa he said I can't believe that I've seen Kapil. Dave. Kapil was a, a very big big star there I mean he was a superstar there and he he couldn't uh, I think uh, fathom the fact that uh, he saw Kapil Dev in flesh and blood, and and like this. I mean, he was shocked because he was not expecting Kapil Dev to come out out of the kitchen with uh, with toast. You know, so yeah. that was a great experience. And then the whole town came to know that Kapil had come to uh, to my house. I mean, Kapil didn't feel anything. Romi didn't feel anything. She was just hungry, so they dropped in because they had to. They had another two and a half hours to travel to London it it was a great, it is a great thing and by the time kapil left i think uh, thousands of people came to know that kapil is in in my house
0: <laughs> yeah. we come back uh, now to uh, a, a popular section uh, it's called uh, a rapid fire round and uh, the theme is the one the one coach whose advice you would always adhere to
1: was Amladi. Uh
0: the one club cricketer who should have played for mumbai regularly
1: maybe prabhin amre yeah. He played for Mumbai, but uh, I felt that he should have played longer because he was a, he's a Mumbai player. Uh,
0: the one cricketer you dreaded sharing a room with?
1: I think Srikant, Krishnamachari Srikant. He used to be very flimsy and, he uh, used to always take me as a, as his partner because, uh, his wife was there on the tour. So what he, he wanted me to do was I would go to Azhar's room or whatever and then he can spend time with his, with his newly wedded wife.
0: Uh, and the one cricketer you loved sharing a room with?
1: I think Dilip Wengsakar. I mean, he's absolutely a disciplinarian. Uh 10 o'clock, the lights have to be off. You know, as a newcomer, you are sharing a room with Dilip Wengsakar. You, you are always on toes. Mm-hmm. And, but every morning, he would get up and he would say, you'll have tea? And he used to make tea for for me.
0: The one venue you would uh, bowl all day at?
1: I think Jamshedpur, Because that was always my favourite ground.
0: Uh, we were playing
1: against full-fledged teams. We were playing best Zona. Versus South Zone in a Dulip Trophy. Uh, and I think I got nine wickets in that match. But the, the kind of pitch they had, I think at first day, lunchtime score was 75 five or six. I'm not too sure. But I mean, they were 74-5 with all Srikans and Kirmanis, Roger Binis. They all, uh, I, I got them out. I got five wickets in the first half. So that was, I think, one of the rarest of rare wicket. I think I was doing little, but the wicket was doing much.
0: Well, that brings an end to another episode of Midday's Mumbai Cricket Podcast with Clayton Musalo. It was a pleasure having you, Raju. All the best to you.
1: Thank you, Clayton. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure talking to you.